1: Welcome to another episode of WA Exposé, the podcast about local arts by local artists. As always, I'm your host, Aria Scarlett, with the immense privilege of recording this podcast on Wajak Nunga Buja. It's time! I'm Mariah Carey, but seven is lower. (laughs) (laughs) We're back. This is demystifying podcast six? Numbers. I was just looking at it and then I can't read. So that's a problem for me. And we'll check, but I think it's our sixth one of these. Um, demystifying producing, podcasting. Maybe that's the next one. Demystifying podcasts. Demystifying, demystifying podcasts. Demystifying, <laughs> podcasts. Um, <laughs>
2: demystifying
1: numbers. First, we have to sign up for ACAST and then they take all your money. Um, <laughs> no, okay, it is our sixth one. It is also the last one before um, Gaperhood actually hits the stage, which is also very exciting. So, of course, as always, I am joined. By Busty Bubbles, Tangerine, Scream, and the King himself, Blake Cassette. I always ha- start with that. I always <laughs> start with the royal title and I am never gonna stop doing that. Um, <laughs> how are we all feeling but before we hit the stage? Feeling pretty good. Yeah, feeling pretty, pretty good. excited. Number five, <laughs> um, by the way. I'm a liar and a fraud and a hack. It yeah. is five. <laughs> it is five. Yeah. Right.
3: We'll we'll just do a really awkward dub cut over top and welcome to the fist.
1: <laughs> 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 it's that episode of Ab Fab where they just cut in front of the lips and be like <laughs> – anyway, um, that's what we're talking about. I could talk about that but they're not going to do that. Okay, <laughs> vibes, feelings, thoughts. Pr- feeling pretty excited. Like yeah. everything is
3: like starting to come together. We just need to put a nice big bow on everything I think. Yeah. I yeah. feel like
4: post like festivities and holidays, everything just kind of kicks into gear and you're in s- like fast forward mode until mm-hmm. Fringe. Yeah, but very it's really good.
2: Time has just gone so fast since New Year's. It's, yeah, kind of. It's a bit terrifying. <laughs>
1: a, a little. But I feel like we're pretty onto to all the things. Absolutely. Um, so as we're this close to actually putting the show on the stage at the uh, Goodwill Club, which is downstairs at the Recabite, January 19th, 20th, 26th and 27th, um, first things first, how's promotion going how is like getting the word out to people going obviously we've been talking about it for five plus hours here <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: i um, think it's kind of in yeah. like the month that we were taking a break that's in quotation marks <laughs> well, yeah <laughs> it was really when you kind of Need to really push the show out there and Mm. get it out into people's eyes. Yeah, and that's when the poster goes up at the record Like it's on display, which is really helpful because they've got their Mm. restaurant and bar open all the time. Mm. Yeah, I was there the other day, the other night, and I was like, "That's us." Yeah, in in live time. (laughs) I know my boobies are so high up on the wall. That's great. Almost
3: life-size. It's fantastic. Not
4: quite.
1: Not quite. (laughs) It's a good thing about being in an established venue, I guess, almost over being in a hub that goes up just in that like Mm. two weeks before everything kicks off. You're like, well, we've been on the walls since the end of November, which Mm. is pretty exciting. Mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. um, And we did the um, rollout of each individual performer Mm -hmm. being announced, which was a cute time. It was kind of fun getting each individual performer's tagline. That's That was something different that we haven't done before. Mm. That we wanted to to lean a little into the whole gayberhood um, stereotypes in that. And what else? Oh, we, we paid for promo. We don't normally do that. We paid for some Facebook promo. I've seen it. It's that's there. been getting yeah. traction.
3: <laughs> mm. That yes. was something that we had originally talked about when we were first thinking about like going through all mm. the different promo options when we're all writing out the application so there was always like a little question mark next to it and we're like well yeah let's, we just give it a um, shot
4: we had a like we you know we uh, flirted with the idea of a sponsor <laughs> yeah um, that would help us with promo ah. greatly but it didn't end up happening no. in the timely manner so I think it' was safe to say we're just like doing it on our own mm. yeah um,
2: And Facebook um, paid promo was the equivalent of the stage on wheels for the first podcast. It was very much in the back pocket. We'll do that if, if, yeah, the, the sponsorship doesn't pay off and... It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> next time, next time. <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe. Well, yeah, I guess these are all like the, the building of the relationships and stuff is still something that I guess most producers and artists are fairly new to and those like sponsorships and stuff are such a great idea but they can take months to establish and you're like mm. I've got two months, I don't have six to like no. build this rapport with you. Actually speaking of like building these this rapport and, and this relationship, obviously something that happens a lot at this time of year is that like you budget and figure out the show and and we've gone through your budget a thousand times. I'm not going to go back there. (laughs) Please Please don't. don't. We're done. We did a spreadsheet, Aria. Let it go. You did everything I wanted. (laughs) No, But as you've like, you've structured everything and like figured it all out. I think something that we talked about just off air was that the one thing that you sometimes don't think about or like, not, not, don't, don't think about you. Thought of everything. But so like those things that we don't necessarily consider at the time is the idea of the amount of people who want slash need freebies Mm. so there are the ones that are like basically factored in which is that if you've got reviewers coming through fringe world when they're sending people out they're like we need two tickets and we're just going to take them whenever we want and Mm -hmm. you won't even know and you're like great that's really helpful thank you so much um but there are obviously other reviewers there are photographers there are so many different like people who Mm. take up physical space in Mm. the room how did you guys go about like figuring that one out?
2: Well, I just want to speak to the whole allocated comp tickets through Fringe World because totally. last year we, um, we we had a bit of a hard time with that because mm-hmm. there were, I think it was four comp tickets we saw yeah, came out and um, then there was no review. And in the end, long story short, we actually had to chase up our Fringe World review um, because, mm-hmm. yeah, we questioned, well, who came? Who came from Fringe World for Mm. this. I think it was five and one was a photographer. Mm. But the other four, um, we we didn't know who that was and why. I think in terms of like how Fringe operates with reviewers,
4: it's very much like a volunteer basis thing. So people volunteer to become a reviewer Mm. and then they get invited to shows. But I don't know what their system is like in place in terms of following up with those Mm. reviewers that volunteered. Yeah. So I know a lot of people some friends of mine that have done it and they're like, yeah, it's just like a free pass to show as like do whatever. <laughs> She's like, you know, we we'd, we'd actually really like reviews. Yeah, well, when yeah. they take, like
1: when they take four of them off mm. your rotation and they're 30 bucks each, quick math that's like $120, and $20. which is somebody's fee for the night. So yeah. it's like if you're not in those seats or not showing up, then you're actually taking that spot, obviously away from another audience member, but you had that spot for free Mm. Mm. too, which is always difficult. And like in, and I think I've talked to Leandra Hill before on this podcast about like Obviously, in an ideal world, um, you'd pay your reviewers to be there mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that you can be like, "Okay, I'm getting like this clean bit of work, and for the clean bit of work, you, we will get this service in return." yeah, um but being that it's fringe time and they quote unquote provide reviewers mm. as part of their fee structure when they're not showing up, it's a big gap not only in the seats in front of you but in the cost of stuff,
3: yeah. yeah because yeah, we yeah. sit there and while we are working out the budget because the budget is no longer a vibe the budget has numbers I know I know I know <laughs> <laughs> but real, we mom. we've sat there and it's like we need to sell a minimum of X amount of
1: tickets Absolutely yeah
3: And when those tickets are going walkabouts it's mm. hard to mm. try and justify or oh, we says that we had this many people, but unfortunately we're only getting paid for X amount of people.
4: Yeah, completely. Yeah. At the end of the day, though, as well, like the closer and closer you get to show day, the more and more you just get to a point where it's like, well, I don't mind about selling the tickets. I'd rather just people come and see the yeah. show. Bumps on scenes. Yeah. Mm. It's a fine line. I'd rather have an audience to perform to. Mm. And word Doesn't
1: of matter. mouth
3: is honestly the best bit of advertising. Still.
2: Mm. Yeah. 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 We... With the comp tickets, um, we, we've we never done comp tickets for performers yeah. for Fringe um, just because of the nature of Fringe.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, also to remind, like, obviously you guys pay a higher rate to almost like not accommodate for that, but you're like, we're going to pay for you to be there. If it's like, I'm going to give you $50, I'd be like, well, give me a free yeah. ticket. Like, what are you talking about? That's not enough. <laughs> like, yeah, show me something more than that. But considering you are doubling and then some to that sort of price that people are – we should always be expecting more than that $50 just like but that's just me having a gripe mm. anyway <laughs> but like but it's a different model that you're working on yeah
2: of. that's right um so we had a conversation about it and mm. at the end of the day we acknowledged we're not Oprah um, we're not <laughs> going to be giving out heaps of free tickets yeah. um but we we've got discount codes mm. that we've shared with Um, all of the the cast and crew Mm -hmm. of the Gaberhood and we've also um done I suppose a bit of um like art bartering um yeah we've been
4: gifting tickets more than like doing we've been donating tickets really to a couple of um, previous shows live laugh love gun held a competition little raffle
3: Mm, and yes, as well
4: yep. as our own show new week bazaar that was a couple of months ago yeah pride we entered that one into a raffle so we've got at least two double passes out there
1: <laughs> guaranteed four butts on scene
2: that's, that's right <laughs> exactly
3: and we bartered a ticket for someone who would come in and do our media for us that was lovely
2: yeah that yeah. Is, yeah and uh another uh plus one to do some set design for us. Oh, so set design. Can we talk a little bit about that? That's quite new for basement, right? Sure. Yeah. We've not done set design before other than people's own props. Um, but I, th- yeah, we won't go into detail cause I feel like Y'all you, need to buy tickets and come and see these <laughs> mm-hmm. set designs. Or go designs. back and listen
1: to the last four episodes and I think you might figure it out. Oh,
2: yeah. It's going to be
3: true. nothing but wheels. I was going to say
2: there may or may not be wheels. <laughs> um, we promised more than wheels and um, we just, yeah, basically wanted to create a sense of
1: a neighbourhood. So, yes, neighbourhood but super cap. And what's the process of like having something – Designed specifically for a space that, I mean, we can talk about the Goodwill Club downstairs at the Record by bite Like it's probably one of the more intimate venues in terms of our actual staging space. The mm-hmm. stage itself is quite small, mm-hmm. which is really fun because you get to get right up and close to your audience members. So get ready for that if you're coming along to Gaborhood. Um zone. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Splash zone, but it's the whole room. Whole <laughs> room for yeah. splash zone. It's really, really fun. But you're actively designing bits that... ...need to fit in that sort of environment. Was that a challenge at
3: all? I think also a little more importantly is... (laughs) We will see. (laughs) We also had to design all the set... ...that it's something that we can take home with us... ...because we can't leave anything at the venue... ...because the Uh, venue doesn't have any storage. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. There was lots of elements that went into us... ...figuring out what we could and couldn't have. Um, So we've gone with the plan of having most of the... ...like the environmental set, so the stuff that builds the world Mm. is going to be set like off the stage which is um ideal for us because there's like a tiny little step up from the stage to like the floor where the audience will be sitting so if we have something quite close to the edge of that stage it doesn't Mm. take away from performance like space that's really interesting it also
1: Mm. almost gives you that like faux barrier because when you as you're Mm. saying the stage step up itself is quite small there's that idea and we've talked about it on other podcasts before but when like an audience is in touching grabbing distance there's sort of that uh oh, gimme give gimme give let me touch but if mm. you like put those sort of items on the periphery to create that like this is your barrier yeah this is your like line almost that you can't cross i'm, gl- I'm glad that my motion to describe that to people was to put my hands in front of my face <laughs> <laughs> really good in podcasting
2: everyone heard it yeah sure. yeah yeah i yeah. think <laughs>
4: For me, coming from a theatre like space, the mm. stage is always like a sacred area. Yeah. It's never a space that I would invite audience members to come up to or like it would be chill for them to come and sit on the stage or like after the show and stuff. So it's it's nice having that like um, physical barrier because it lets the audience members know that yeah. it is a
1: sacred space. them mm. that they're not on their phone and like they can't <sighs> just touch whatever's there. I yeah. Know, right? See, I think that's right. with
3: me, it come, I come from a bit of a different one. Coming mm. from the drag background... We are so up close with the audience yeah. all the time. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. way too much <laughs> to, with the audience.
2: Yeah. And, and I suppose I come in the middle of, of those two oh, worlds. Yeah. Yes, do. I do. I come in the middle.
3: You heard it here first.
2: Um, where it's a little bit of both. Mm. I, I like to be in control of that, that space and I get to choose.
1: You're the queen of the plant. The plant, mm, the plant mm-hmm. queen of the plant, where it's just like, oh, this is totally improvisational and accidental, but like, you, <laughs> but you've had a conversation right, with the person yeah. previously. Yes, that sorry, my head went to a literal plant, and I'm like, like am I, <laughs> I? I am <laughs>
2: keeping them alive now. Yes, <laughs> maybe I am the queen of the plant. Um, of the plant. No, yes, the audience human plants. props, yes. definitely. But I have. Um, veered into that being a little bit more organic and mm. not having a conversation or or just a quick, are you okay if Busty comes up to you? That's it, <laughs> not actually saying what will happen because yeah, want it to be a little bit um, natural in how that that response is. But yeah, having the the set design this time will help create the 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 space mm. as as a neighbourhood and because it is. Um, such a low and small stage and a small intimate space will be able to really um, well with the help of me as MC, be able to really draw people in to the gayborhood um, which I think will be very exciting yeah
1: Yeah. absolutely Um, it's Kind of a sidestep but kind of not a sidestep considering the space that we'll be performing in. What are the um, current like expectations and rules of that like performer audience relationship we've talked about like the world of dragon burlesque where it's like okay maybe we get close you were just saying like maybe we'll get too close and maybe it's like maybe we have to have a conversation first but also trying to have like that improvised sort of the spark uh, that you may not get if you're like okay so I'm gonna come up to you and I'm gonna clap three times and you're gonna go wow you clapped and then we're gonna hold hands and, <laughs> and, then, and then you off. and then you're gonna sit down yeah <laughs>
4: I think, like, when you've got audience members that may not have been to a burlesque or drag show in their whole life or a fringe even, mm-hmm. you do have to kind of give them a PSA, which is usually the role of the MC Absolutely. to kind of, like, lay down some rules, some expectations about, um, you know, we expect them to make noise as audience members. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to create mm-hmm. that feedback. But in terms of, like, physical touch on and off stage, that is uh, – Consent only. <laughs> mm.
3: yeah. And don't take our stuff, please. Rhinestones are expensive.
4: <sighs> if you pick up a costume piece that's flung in your face, sorry, but mm. like give it back. Yeah, it's <laughs> just just a borrow for it's the moment. Yes.
2: I think um, one of the things that is fair to say is a bit unpredictable is that we won't actually be in the space until open night. Yeah. Um, mm. So that's kind of what we mean around, we hope it works. We we <laughs> hope it fits. Like this is, this is our, our, our goal and we aim for the space to be used like this, but um, yeah, we're we're calling open night like a just a, a high intensity tech run. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be quality, um, but in terms from a production um, point of view, we will very much be having our producer hats on on mm. that night and assessing okay, what worked, what didn't, what do we need to um, value add for for the following um, night.
1: Absolutely, in terms of like the tech support, do you get? Um, good communication from that side of things in the lead up to it or is it more just like send us your specs and we'll see you on the 19th?
2: Yeah I think it's more more that Um, but what we've talked about is being really explicit in the tech notes Mm. um, just around Mm -hmm. some of the things that maybe aren't um, yeah like your usual expectation for a show um, you know just to ensure that it does flow way that we want and you kind of just got to trust that everyone is um an expert in in their role yeah. and their skills and mm. that they've got it because yeah, it's that fine line you don't want to micromanage either but you also want to ensure that you know we can stand in our integrity that we've provided everything that we need mm. to mm. and what where our expectations are as um producers because you know it, it, it is a it is a shared responsibility. Oh, it's, totally. You know, we're, we're paying them mm. for yeah. this space. Yes, it's a privilege to have got such an amazing venue totally. at um, the wreck but we will pay them for that. <laughs> mm.
4: And, they're, you know, they're, they are professionals themselves, but they – you know, we've been creating our show for months and months and we know how it works and we know what it looks like. Mm. They have to understand that as they're watching it on the first night of the show – um, so we've we sent them all of our specs and tech sheets months ago, yeah, mm-hmm. which was good to have that done before like the Christmas break and stuff. But uh, things change totally. So as long as we've got that communication with them before that show night, and they get the give the thumbs up that they understand as it's much as they can me.
1: Mm. yeah me, like me sending you an email earlier today I being did like see I this re-did email. This. i've redone it it sounds better now can i use this me i'm the reason it's messed up I that's <laughs> okay i do it too but i'm the one creating them so yeah, that's yeah.
2: It. i don't even know if the three of us have put our tech in yet so there's no judgment here
1: i made the file and then i was listening to it earlier and i went this could be better So technically if you'd said no, it would have been fine, but it could have been better. No, we put it out there that people could,
2: (laughs) could put those last
1: minute... Um, changes in and anyway. So anything that happens on the nineteenth is is we're going to just blame on me, which is yes,
4: that's <laughs> <laughs> Aria's fault. We made a note. The Russian roulette, Russian roulette of tech. <laughs> that's it. That's the one.
1: <laughs> Are you speaking about like the submission of the tech? You also mentioned that you were very specific in your notes of like what your expectations were, especially when they stepped outside of what you were calling the norm. Can you explain like a couple of examples of what you meant by that?
2: Uh, I don't know if we've already been really explicit. I think what we sent in before Christmas um, and we we were explicit in the email to Mm. say some of this may change. This is where things are at at that point. Um, I suppose it's around um, so we're not going to have a traditional curtain call. Yeah. Full stop. We won't say anything more about that. (laughs) So we need to be explicit. Yeah. Around what that looks like because it's not necessarily a um, a verbal cue um, that, that, that it's time to transition to that. And so when Tanji's doing the tech forms, that's what they'll be ensuring is really detailed. And I suppose what I would be putting in the email when... I send all that through is um, saying we trust that the people who are responsible for our tech are going to actually play all of these files prior to open mm. night, or mm. because mm-hmm. we've got different lineup um, pretty much every, every night of the run, mm-hmm. um, that they will be doing that prior to us coming, because that's something you'd normally fine tune over tech, and gosh, how many times, Tanji, have we gone to tech and they're like, oh, yeah, we can't open the files, and we're (laughs) like, oh, my
4: God. Uh, Literally
2: every time, every show (laughs)
4: happens.
3: Not to to mention last year at Fringe we actually had in one of the shows that we did.
2: Open night for Morphosis, the Power (laughs) Blackout, and they just – They pressed and hoped and wished that it was the right track and and it it wasn't. (laughs) I don't Um, don't remember the power. Yeah, Yeah. Miss Foria was the hero and um, went out on stage and was like, stop, stop, stop. (laughs) That's the wrong track. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, it happened twice actually. The one time where um foria went and stopped it and then there was another time where the wrong track happened and it, you weren't supposed to perform king blake but you did like a
1: pro <laughs> that was I, th- amazing.
3: I think it might have actually been the same night was it? yeah, yeah it it was.
2: Was, it was. so
1: from the audience it was yeah, yeah that <laughs> was hectic. yeah there was a beautiful because intro from in foria. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah and then
3: i heard the birds start chirping which was the uh, opening for my tree number was i was the like same night. But and
4: Blake, was, being the professional you were, you were already side stage, already in costume, you
1: were already ready to go. Yeah. Num-
4: numbers before,
1: yes. Yeah. I guess the, the positive there is that because that show didn't have a traditional MC role, it wasn't like Miss Foria, and then it's like here is Blake. Yeah, <laughs> because that's they true. they had obviously like the cuts with the vignettes and stuff. But we're talking about a show in the past. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. So this show, um, yeah. Because what do we're, you do for contingencies for that? Like, is it just like I bring a USB? Well, I, what I do is I'm like, all oh, my songs are on a USB and also on my Google Drive. How can I get this to you? How um, do you want this? Do you, is it like a backup on backup on backup system? I,
2: think I know personally. Last time, <laughs> um, last time I think that I can think that it happened, um, there was emailing of tracks direct to the tech people uh, it's hard because some people want you to bring laptops. Like the last couple of shows that we've done, we've had to actually physically bring yeah, a laptop. Bring like
4: dusty, crusty 10-year-old laptop yeah, that like, had this to update 15 minutes before the show started. It turned <gasps> off and had to do a system yeah.
2: restart. And I was like, what? Yeah, that was pretty uh, hectic. So yeah, having a backup in it, like something tangible like a USB wouldn't necessarily work. Mm. Other shows um, have had sent it all through and then I've brought it on a hard drive. Mm, mm-hmm. um, yeah, for Fringe, I think it's about getting that information into um, the venue mm. and the tech people um, over the next week or so um, and having that dialogue and, and ensuring that they're, they're checking their end. Yeah, like can you make sure all these tracks work? <laughs>
1: yeah, and, and can you also just not play the first five seconds of them? Because I've also had that happen where um, three minutes into a six-minute song, the tracks just ended. And luckily it was tech. Mm. But I looked up and been like, um, so where's the rest? And they're like, this is the end of the track. Like, the, like half oh, of the file all the way oh through, half the file was just gone or oh. even if you just like skip i'm hitting my mic right now even if you just skip around in the track and it's just like mm. but also i always find that that's why times are really good because if you send a track you're like here's the list of the yeah, track songs it, yeah yeah number mm. one person's name whatever then minutes and seconds in little brackets next to it and then if they're looking at a file that is like three minutes 20 it's like this is 452 it's like mm, maybe problem <laughs> Maybe yeah. something we could look at. Yeah.
3: I know that me personally, like, I have all the songs that I'm doing during, during, during bleh, all the fringe that I am doing during fringe yep. I have in a certain file on the Dropbox. Yep. And if I know what set number I'm on, so I'll literally be like, Blake Cassette set for yeah. this thing. So just in case something happens, I've got it right there and I can just either email or even just send to the. DJs, Dropbox.
4: Yeah, put it on
2: the cloud, everyone. Yeah. Put it on the bloody <laughs> Love cloud. Love the cloud. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I suppose in that conversation with the venue, then if needed, it'd be like, should we bring everything on a hard drive e- each night just in case? Yeah. Um, but yeah, checking in with them, what's their process first? Mm. Yeah, because they may, yeah, I'm hoping that I they would be playing assume they do have like a everything. really good
4: plan. It's yeah. like, you know. Please like the record. has got three events going on at any one time. Oh,
1: absolutely! Yeah. But You'd be, think yeah. they're super organized. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure they will be. But yeah. As a super organized production company, you would also just be like, "I'm still going to ask the question." Yeah, I don't Definitely. care. I don't care if you roll your eyes at me and you go, "Oh, of course I've already figured this out." I'm mm. still going to ask. I'm still going to ask you the question. Hundred mm-hmm. <laughs> percent.
2: When you're spicy,
3: we need the assurance. We need concise yeah. yeah.
2: communication. Really, yeah. really
1: helps.
2: And <laughs> it's it's how you word it. You you know coming from a place of respect, but also of, of their skills, but also we're responsible for, for the show and everybody in it. Mm. So yeah, we, we kind of, we're representing and having everyone's back by asking those, those annoying through to confrontational questions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the job. Mm. That's mm. the
1: task ahead. Um, yeah. speaking of things that are part of the job, what are the expectations for, um, all of you across the four nights, especially with like different Time slots—they sort of progressively get earlier in the night as we go yeah. on. Yeah, and all what that good doing? stuff. Yeah.
0: Mm.
4: Well, we do this thing, which has been something that we have been doing for like the last maybe three, four shows, where we absolve ourselves of responsibilities on the night and give it to a stage manager,
2: which we <laughs> yes. love. So flow. Yeah,
4: yeah <laughs> we, that- we go into performer modes, and we're like, "We are the divas." Yes. Now,
2: <laughs> um, but on call. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. much on call and, you know. am like a helicopter mum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always there with some calming spray or, yeah. you know, tape or glue or whatnot. But, yeah, definitely um, I think the first one was our anniversary show um, that was that um, So Delicious, mm. the first time So mm-hmm. da, um stage manage for us. It made such a difference. Yeah, it just means mm.
4: that we can be a little bit more present for our performers and just be present for... Anything that happens, mm. rather than you know, just looking at what's happening in the run run sheet. So mm. it's more that um, usually I'll take like an ASM role in that time, like mm-hmm. just support the stage manager. Um and Busty's there usually a bit earlier, getting things set up and making sure, yeah. we've got gaffer tape in the in the bag, highlighters, yeah. clipboards. Et
2: I talk I'm the the first person who has that venue contact,, yep. making sure everything's ready for us. Like it's on
4: set this time, so I guess we'll be bringing all the bits and bobs and setting them up.
1: Yes. Yeah, And what's your change over time?
4: We actually don't know. don't know. Um I think we are last on like at least the first couple yeah. of first nights. Yeah, first two nights, yeah. Um, but they haven't given us their full like program, so. Interesting. No. Okay.
2: Um, but um, the, the rehearsal oh, that well, we're… now I want to find out. We want just go to the… Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep talking. <laughs> the, right, I'm sorry. i am going to right. the record. We're you yeah, let us it. know what, what our bump in time <laughs> is then while you're there. Um, yeah, so we have our second rehearsal… Um, on the weekend and we'll be running that as if it's a show. Yeah. And um, we will be, yeah, I suppose honing those bump in, bump out um, times, making sure that everyone is is prepared. Mm. Um, We've worked with, you know, as little as like a 20-minute bump in, so we can do it but ideally it's not that tight, especially with set set design set up.
1: Don't quote me. I'm on the Reckobite's website. So this is very fun. So in terms of what I can actively see in front of me at the moment, the only other show – hang on. Before you, you've got Fringe as Fuck with Tash York. That's down, That's at the Goodwill Club as well. That's at 7.30. Oh,
4: really? Isn't it? And then at 9
1: o'clock on the 19th, you've got um, Millicent Sare – there. Oh, I can't read. Is opinionated. That's at 9. um, And then obviously that's upstairs. So, And then you're on at 10.30. So my assumption would be half an hour. Hmm. Yeah, that's my that's assumption. Gucci. Yeah,
4: yeah, I think like it's pretty easy down there in terms of like changeover because they're usually booking like comedy acts. Yeah. And so maybe, maybe some cabarets. Like so. com- hmm. It says
1: comedy cabaret music is the one just before us on the 19th. And so that would Theoretically, give us half an hour. Now I'm going to look at the 20th because now I'm just interested. <laughs> what's happening? What are we doing? I wonder. Yeah.
3: Um, One thing that I'm the... really looking forward to via the venue itself mm. is the fact that the dressing room is kind on, of just a stage. curtain. Yeah, yep. Yep. <laughs> It's just a curtain in between us and the audience. So it's just going to be fun just to see how that side stage dynamic works. Yeah, you have to be like very, very quiet. Yeah, because backstage mm-hmm. there's always like a little bit of chatter in that, but
2: we get excited. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so we'll we'll be um, reminding people that yeah, it's it's pretty much no noise during the show. Oh, it's going to have to be. So anyone um, on the cast
3: that speaks Oslan is just going to be having a ball.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think in the twentieth is the exact same. So there's like by the looks of this website, there's a half hour changeover between. Um, the end of um, Millicent Sayre is Opinionated and Gayborhood. Mm. So it's half an hour, half an hour. I'm, just gonna, I'm going again. <laughs> I'm <gonna laughs> Do them all. Yay. I'm going them all yeah, Might as well. Um, and then obviously it's a 9.30 show on the 26th, which prior to it has an 8 p.m. show, which will finish at 9. So, again, that's half an hour. And then the 27th. Oh, oh, oh. Seven to eight, half an hour.
2: Okay. Can okay. we also talk about the 26 on this one? Because we won't do another um, producer series until no. after. Fringe, no, that's yeah. that's
1: so true. Having um, a show on the 26th is something definitely that should be discussed. Okay. Shall we do it now? Seeing as I've yeah,
2: well we're here. Popped it <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah. Um. So rewind um I think it was probably the first of the series we, did a we little talked it, about yeah. it um and so what we decided to do I had like a three o'clock in the morning idea and I, ha- I repeated it to myself like a mantra about five times so then mm-hmm. I'd remember it first thing when I woke up and I did and oh. so um I sent a, a message saying that I think we could set up a GoFundMe account and um as for um, encouraging people to do donate um, to the um, Black Rainbow and put a QR code as part of our promos so people can um, a donate. A GoFundMe, not
1: just directly to Black Rainbow?
2: No, um, because in between that hadn't I hadn't heard anything back from Black Rainbow. Oh, so okay, yes, yeah, that's yeah. a great idea but then... There was no pre-existing relationship, so yeah. um, I kind of did both simultaneously: set up the account and and contact with um, Black Rainbow. Mm. So that's what we decided that we do. We already made our first donation as as a team, as a production team. So hopefully, um, people will do that as a way of of really acknowledging. Um, And respecting our First Nations people on – and us having a a show on on that date, the 26th of January.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and in that way we actively acknowledge that they are part of our neighbourhood. Exactly. In every way. And they are,
2: 100%. We couldn't do um, like what we did with um, Newt Bazaar where each ticket had a portion – would go to Freedom mm. Center. Um, just couldn't set that up. We fringe, yep. so that's where this was a, a really
1: cool I little side If step. you're listening, maybe something you should do because you have hundreds of shows on Invasion Day every single year. Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe something you could think about. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, they're not listening. I don't know why I
3: throw that in there.
1: <laughs> hi, <laughs> hi, are you listening? Yes. They're like, no, we don't know who you are. Like, no. <laughs> I feel like
3: it's always we it's, just hear a phone just start ringing
1: oh my god imagine i'd be so mad because i reminded everyone to put their phone on silent but they can just get through they can just <laughs> yeah. get through this. we have callers <laughs> we have ears on my one i press one of these buttons some football noise will happen i'm not doing that again <laughs> <laughs> talk about a throwback <laughs> um yeah so that it's incredibly important is that also something that like not to be too crude and crass about it but it's also something that you have to like consider when budgeting as well is the fact that People may have, especially considering that it is such an o- like we are performing in a space that is open and accepting and diverse. People genuinely might be like, "I don't feel comfortable going to a show on that date in yeah. general." Like when you're mm. budgeting, it must be a really hard thing to take into account.
4: Yeah, it was something we brought up originally with um, our venue manager when we got the dates, mm. and yeah. we weren't sure about whether we wanted to put a show on that date. I think we've talked about it before. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, I think with conversation about it, it's like, yeah, there's going to be shows happening regardless and it might give people an opportunity to maybe not think about that date in particular Mm. Mm. Um, and its relation to colonialisation.
2: Yeah, Yeah, and and – just building on what Tanji said, there's going to be shows happening regardless, mm. and so we are putting on a show, but we're doing it with great respect, and it's about how we're doing it. So hopefully yeah. that that makes an impact. Um,
4: also, without we've got our First Nations cast member, yeah, um, and we wanted to be as respectful to them as we possibly can. Miss Foria, it's a part of yeah um, mob, so. Yeah, in conversation with them as well. Like we just want to do as much as we can as
1: white producers. You know, it's mm. never going to be enough. But no, yeah, no. But it's about intent. It's about the conscious decision to mm. do something mm. as well, rather than the conscious decision to just sort of go, "Oh, like, I guess it's happening on the day, but I'm just going to pretend that it isn't. I'm going to sort of skip over the hard thing." And I think yeah. the, mm. through this entire series, the thing that I continue to get messages about is that do they always have the answer? your questions aria no but are they still wading into the things that are sticky and like living in that anyway mm. absolutely and people have been really appreciating that from all three of you because that's genuinely what it's like to produce a show do you know the answer no will you try yes <laughs> gonna, give it a red hot yeah. go. gonna give it a red hot go absolutely <laughs> yeah
4: so as an audience member if you're thinking about heading into fringe on the 26th either support a first nations cast show or give your money to an aboriginal charity Absolutely,
1: 100%. Um, final question uh, before we start to wrap things up because, we, uh, well, I'm not going to pretend that this is being recorded on the 17th, like when it came out. we got a show to get to, team, in two days. <laughs> run. No, this is pre-recorded. Yeah, this is live. This is pre-recorded. People people genuinely have been like, what do you mean, you don't record and upload on the Wednesday? I'm like, no. Am I – that would kill my soul. Yeah. <laughs> I might die. <laughs> we're do... talking from the future. Yeah, we're talking from the future and the past and live and also pre-recorded all at the same time. <laughs> this it's is that good. <laughs> we are omnipresent. I am all things at once. Um, what are your final like thoughts and feelings just before we head into the show? Maybe like your predictions almost. Actually, yes, let's do predictions. And then after the show, we're going to listen to this bit <laughs> and then see. Okay. They can be good things. Predictions. They don't have to be <laughs> okay, a, like... a, a, a prediction
4: for a not so fun thing and then a prediction for a fun yeah, thing. Yeah, let's okay. do
2: both. I All like right. that. Um, I'll go first. What are you doing, fun or not fun? Uh, I'm just going to keep you on your toes. You just see. Uh-huh. See what I do. <laughs> um, I suppose the the not so good but it is good is, is probably around ticket sales. Mm. I just want to be able to pay. Our crew, yep. like that's that's my my our baseline. Yeah, so what was the prediction? Um, well, oh, fifty-five each show would yeah. be great. That'd make us very very happy. Absolutely. Um, and manifest sixty seventy. <laughs> we are manifesting. Yes, <laughs> yes. Manifest <Sold> out. <laughs> seventy-nine because that's the year I was born. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> it's like I heard
2: of that
4: position.
3: <laughs> Don't look a day older than eighty-nine. It's, gay. it's a gay one. <laughs>
2: 81, did you say? Yep,
3: don't look a day over 81.
4: Yeah. I'm born
2: 81. <laughs> 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 you, no,
4: years old. <laughs> My prediction is that we will have lots of fun and lots of giggles. Yeah. And it's a boring prediction and uh-huh. you know it.
1: But My re- prediction is that everybody will love each other and it'll be nice.
4: <laughs> My other okay. prediction is that I will have a costume malfunction. <laughs>
2: uh, um,
3: <laughs> I'm going to predict that. We are going to have a little kerfuffle on the first night because it is our tech run. So that's get gonna out. be that's gonna be my bad prediction. I, we
1: want people to buy so opening night.
3: <laughs> yeah, come. You but never know what you're gonna yeah. get.
1: Yeah. Come to the high risk tech run.
3: <laughs> but I'm gonna predict we're gonna have a lovely review come on the second night and we're going to put on a great show that is just showcasing all these different queers
2: yeah we're gonna my, have a good time my good prediction is that it's just gonna be a gay old time it's just <laughs> gonna be amazing it's Again, a really cool so oh, the Flintstones I know I felt very Flintstoney there um it's it's a really cool concept it's fun and why wouldn't you want to be part of the gayberhood
1: I am predicting that my reveal will work three times out of three times. (laughs) (laughs) It'll work all three times. And I'm fine about that and I haven't been having any panic about it at all. And it's fine. (laughs) you has okay. got one reveal, Aria? One I reveal. know, yeah, I know. you Fine. got this. I know, I know. Just one continuous reveal so, over three I'm nights. I'm so incredibly aware like that I am being Wait. such a little bitch about <laughs> one reveal in a cast where everyone else has Look. to take all oh. their gear off.
2: I predict that my stuff will stay on when it's meant to. I'm not going to bust out of my costume, so to speak. Yeah. Um, uh, I will When scream I don't out need to, <laughs> and it'll come off. When it's supposed to, as well. Isn't that nice. Yeah, it's it's always my my goal.
3: I have already readjusted my costume for mm. my weight gain, so my pants fit. Absolutely. So I am, things, are yes. things are going good. Yes, going good.
2: Amazing. <laughs> That's right. I remember the last time we did that act.
3: <laughs> Went on stage with my pants open because I'm like, I can't do this up.
2: <laughs> Safety pins for the win. Yep. Stapler.
3: I will always revert back. To the
2: stapler. Into your skin. I yeah. remember wow. you talking about that. Was that with Amelia? Kisses? It's with anybody who will
1: listen. <laughs> I know Havana Milkshake
4: is a fan of the stapler. <sighs> yeah. Incredible. Aww. Very
1: much. This is good. Good. There's somebody else on the stage. I have harnessed so many a
3: like. I have stapled many a harness and last minute side stage when it hasn't worked. So there I'm just are. like
1: mm, staple queen and king. And I've mm-hmm. either zipped you up or unzipped you the, on the side of a drag brunch before. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
3: Yes, I remember
1: that. <laughs> it was so hot; it was too hot. You couldn't get out of your silicone.
3: Yeah, it was. It was literally a forty. It, it, it was, was a million
1: and billion degrees.
3: It was the thirty-nine slash forty degrees yeah, day at
1: eleven a.m. Mm. And mm, I was just, gross. yeah, no, wasn't it? Um, okay. So, as boring as some of our predictions are, I'm going to be nice and a nice time. Okay. <laughs> That's, uh, I if we don't to, laugh, we'll cry. I, <laughs> I just, you know, where we'll have there, quiet giggles. Where there, be I just want the predictions of like, I don't know, why is anyone being nasty? That's what I'm missing from this year's fringe. <laughs> no <laughs> one's being awful and nasty right now. Not yet.
3: Just yeah. wait.
1: <laughs> talk, talk to us week two in fringe. <laughs> mm-hmm. This, not is, not this is the last
3: time all four of us are going to be able to be in a room with each other.
1: No, no, stop. second last. <laughs> We're going to do the wrap-up one yet. Okay, so as we head into this incredible season of what will be a triumph of last and happy tears only, let's run through those times and dates again. We're going to do this as a team. I reckon we do it. 19th of January, which is a Friday, um, we are on at what time? Someone 10.30. 10, 10.30 10, p.m. 20th of January, the Saturday, it is then on at 10.30. thirty. Twenty 20.30. <laughs> She's 8.30, but that's not it. Yeah, okay. 10.30 and 10.30. Yeah, 10.30. So first two nights, the 19th and the 20th, 10.30 and 10.30. Jump forward to the 26th and we've got a brand new time of 9.30. 930. Jump forward to the 27th and our new time is 8.30. 830. Yeah, we progressively get earlier <laughs> in the <laughs> night.
2: We're catering for everyone. Yeah, we're desensitising yeah. people to the gayberhood. Yeah. It's like late night show first. Yeah. And then by the time we get to the final night of the run it's on 27th, the I mean, he, we. Everyone there. We did talk in the first
3: week about a possible matinee performance.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) which right Right now, after like I'm not to be that person, but after going to the rehearsal and seeing the acts, I'm like, this could never have had a matinee. (laughs) (laughs) What
3: what are we doing? You don't want to see me stripping daylight. (laughs) I do, but some. It'll be on, the, like, the, s- be the street of Norwich. Channel 9 That's right. just, like, coming at us. That's
1: she- on
4: the 28th on, the, on William Street oh doing God. it outside the door. The stage
1: doors. on
2: wheels yes. comes in after our run. The Absolutely. wheels come back.
1: <laughs> So you'll find uh, links to Welcome to the Gaperhood in the show notes today. Um, And you can follow Basement Productions on Instagram for the latest updates, uh, including all of the cast announcements, which we have talked about on episode four, but you can find all that good stuff there. And as always, rate, review, subscribe, whatever current platform you're listening on, you can do that there. Um, And we'll see you for episode six.
2: Yeah, see you on the other side. See you on the other side of the show.
1: Oh you've probably got that button. I don't I think somebody's changed what they oh. do. You know, like for old time's sake, let's go. Yay! Yay! Yay!
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fade out, fade
1: out. <laughs> WA Expose is an independent production. Our artwork was created by Georgia Sassenfeld, and our theme music is Corrosive by Aria Scarlet and M Burroughs. You can find out more about the podcast or live shows at ariascarlet.com forward slash WA expose.